0: Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one player game! Well, then how come it says second player score?
1: You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score.
0: And we're rolling. All right, here we are
1: with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score the Band. I am Brian, and we have Kyle and Dan, and we are once again doing this all at home individually. But that's not because the lockdown has been rolled back or anything. It's it's more for logistics because actually, um, uh, well, Dan is actually going to come over later on this afternoon, and uh, we'll be in the garage, or we'll probably be more in the house. And we'll be uh, working on the songs for our next EP. And more importantly, we'll be working on characters for a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Uh, <laughs>
2: that we're My going first to be real doing. campaign.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, that we'll be doing later on this month uh, on, on Punky's mixtape. It's going to be D and D for charity, which is very cool and awesome. We're going to be uh, playing uh, Corey or Punky Bruiser will be our dungeon master and me and Dan will be uh, the hapless adventurers bumbling around and Hopefully we can last long enough to raise money for <laughs> autism empowerment, which is going to be uh the uh, the beneficiary of the fundraiser, so we are very excited about that. we're looking forward to it, so yeah so we're actually going to be jumping on uh, a call with uh with punky later on this afternoon and working on our characters um, we're going to play bards naturally <laughs> and uh um yeah it's going to it's going to be a lot of fun so anyway, so yeah, so right now we're all individually at our homes, but um you know, we'll be, two of us will be getting together later on. And I cannot wait until three of us can get together, but who knows when that will be. But hopefully it will be soon. So, all right. Okay. So we'll, we'll get down to it. We've got a lot to talk about today. As you know, if you've been following along with this uh, podcast, you know, every week we talk about our three favorite subjects. We talk about a uh, uh, pop punk band, we talk about something from pop culture, and we talk about and drink beer. So, uh, starting with the band this week, Uh, we have a band out of, um, uh, like, Southern California, and they are called Chaser. You know, as in, like, you know, Chaser, the the shot, or the the beer you drink after you take a shot. But it's not the alcohol, it's Chaser, the band. Uh, They bill themselves as uh, SoCal Skate Punk, and that is exactly what they sound like. And They sound Mm -hmm. very good. They do a very good job at the uh, the SoCal Skate Punk. Um, I guess their influences are like anything from like fat records or epitaph, you know, bad religion and all that stuff. And, uh, they do a very good job. And it's a, it's a sound that I really like Cause that was kind of the, that was kind of the punk that I was like when I got into punk, like I was, I was a metal head. And so like when I was getting into punk from, I was going from metal to punk, I kind of gravitated first toward the punk that sounded the closest to metal, which is kind of like this. And, um, so yeah, so it's a sound that's near and dear to my heart. And um and speaking of which, I guess last week we talked about Kyle, you said that uh, you were gonna like look for bands that were on our Spotify uh like fans also like list. Yes. Is that is this where this band comes from?
0: Yes. Yes. They were uh they were uh fans also likes uh band. And, right on. Uh, yeah, so I figured um that'd be cool because we had for so long we were uh, uh like it was the weirdest thing like all the bands that were in that list were like these kind of like like maybe metal bands like new metal bands and stuff I'm like where is this all coming from <laughs> you know but <laughs> as, we've, you know, as we you know as you know as we've been on Spotify longer and stuff and our um you know our our fan base has grown then it's gotten a little more I guess um indicative of what we sound like uh, mm-hmm. So I thought that would be kind of cool. Now that we are actually uh, sounding like, uh, or fans also like, uh, of other punk bands, uh, it would be time to uh, pick one of them. And Chaser was the was the big winner.
1: Were they kind of at the top of the list, or is, is there sort of a ranking, or does it matter? Or
0: I don't know if it's a. I I'm not sure if it's a ranking. I mean, I. I it seems to be the way that the way that they get added on. Um, so. Uh, I think they were, like, the third band in the list. Um, and it's changed even since then. I don't even think Chaser's on there now. Uh, oh, wow. I think, like, Jeez. the Bomb Pops are on there. Alistair is on there. Uh, I don't remember the other. Anyway, I mean, there's a bunch of them. But, but anyway, so, yeah. So But Chaser was on. And uh, I took a, a quick listen to him and really was digging it. And so... I figured they would be a great, um, they'd be a great band to pick. Uh, I, I, I'm sure that one of the reasons that we got uh, fans also like on them is the the uh, undeniable Bad Religion uh, influence mm-hmm. that is had with Chaser. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that we always list like Bad Religion as one of our influences, but I mean, for these guys, it's like way beyond. Um, which is cool, you know, cause they, they don't sound like a, a, a copy of bad religion, but I mean, just what they do is very similar while still maintaining their own sound. Uh, but sure. I think what I liked about it was they don't shy away from that. I mean, they are very aware of who they are, what they sound like. And, uh, one of their singles in 2020, they even did like kind of a mock or, a. A parody cover of uh, "Recipe for Hate" for the um, album art for the single. Mm. So, so they don't they don't shy away from the influence. I think they embrace it.
2: Good, right on. I mean, like the algorithm actually. Like, I'm glad it. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking for it right now. I don't see them on the the fans also like. So I'm I'm glad the algorithm threw them at us, man. Like, I really like this band. Like, like, like what Brian was saying, my transition from like metal to punk, I went through that too. so some forty one was my gateway. But if I found like these guys first, I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I mean, like do you hear all the double kick going on in that in the drum section? Mm-hmm. I I was like blown away. I'm like, this is the foundation they get to dance on. Like this is crazy. No wonder, like sky's the limit. <laughs> I mean, they're so solid, too. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine they're just a three piece with a vocalist. Yeah. He sounds so much bigger
0: than that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And uh um yeah, I mean they're in the vocals are all on point. Uh they really do a really great job cuz I mean, I always um still just always look to Bad Religion as as being just just iconic for the for the vocals and the the harmonies and 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 their ability to have the the lead singing one thing and And uh, a harmony singing a completely different, like maybe uh, lyric uh, behind the behind what the lead vocal and lyric is, and and uh, because that's not exactly easy. And uh, I mean, they're just so good at it. And these guys really kind of model that that whole thing very well. I mean, they're just really, really tight. A uh, really good band at, at everything that they, they try to accomplish. And I, I just really enjoy the sound. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly in the wheelhouse of what got me into the genre, uh, without a doubt.
1: Did you guys see that they have endorsements?
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, the more I look into <laughs> what they're doing, the more jealous I get.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my God. Oh, oh, we got to make something happen. <laughs> it's like black and orange and clayton yeah
2: i was like wow that's pretty yeah, cool they're, man they're big time i mean they, like, i mean without a doubt they, they def- definitely deserve it and they sound like they're gonna keep going on to bigger brighter things man but like it sounds like the last album they actually did together was like released in what 2018 so like everyone's doing the singles and stuff like that now so like i want to like sit down and listen like front to back to a full-blown brand new album
0: from them that would be great Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, yeah, I find it like, kind of interesting how they they've kind of just gone into the singles thing, like you know kind of what everybody's kind of switching over to um but um I yeah, it was funny because I, like I've never heard of these guys until I found them on this list, and then last week, I think like Tuesday or something, I see something come up uh on a, a post on Facebook for uh some uh, concert that they're doing. I mean, it wasn't It wasn't a post from them. It was a post from something else. But they were like the headliner or something. And uh, I would have never known it was them prior to last week. Because I'd never heard of these guys before. And I just found it so funny that I hear of these guys and then boom, like, three days later, here's like this ad in my face and they're the headline. And in a, in a time when hardly anyone's doing any shows at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh yeah so i guess apparently i will be seeing more of them (laughs) if facebook has anything to do with it with it which is good because i like these guys yep
1: no no complaints there so yeah
0: Yeah, so that is uh they're a good addition to the library Oh hell For yeah. Sure. This, is, this
2: is like the perfect drinking music. Like I just want to put it on in the background, smash a couple of beer cans on my face and wash like, <laughs> in my living room all by myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. All right. So that that is uh that is Chaser from uh Southern California. So everybody be sure to check those guys out. Okay. Uh we're gonna move on into the uh the pop culture. And uh we're back on the horror train this week. And um uh, it's uh it's it's not fully horror it's partially horror kind of partially adventure uh kind of like a mm-hmm. like a like kind of a goonies or like i was reading an interview with the with the writer director and i guess they were trying to go for almost like a str- like like a stranger thing although well, stranger things actually came out after uh this was in development like they started developing this before stranger things so they were kind of going for that goonies or like a stephen king it kind of vibe mm-hmm. um and I, I think they uh they were pretty successful in doing that and now uh, by the way uh we are going to spoil the shit out of this movie so if you have not seen and the movie is called uh they reach and uh, it's funny because I, I was having trouble with with the verb like the, the verb reach the word remembering i don't know why like like kyle said oh you guys should check out they reach on amazon I was like, okay okay and like i kept look, i kept thinking it was like uh they rise or they <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Raise or what was it again? And like uh-huh. kind of like, no, they reach. Like, oh right. Like he had to remind me like twice <laughs> twice. I think it's like two reminders, because I was looking on it, I was looking for it on Amazon, I was like, I can't find they rise. What is he talking about? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, but is, Oh, that's so funny.
1: Yeah,
0: and we watched the movie and had a goddamn problem remembering what it was. So
1: <laughs> I don't know why that is, but uh that's not indicative of the, the quality of the movie. The movie was was good. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, and um, uh, yeah, like they, I think they did a really good job in striking that that tone. Um, and, and the thing I liked about it too was that it wasn't just a straight up like you know monster horror view. It's going to kill you, rock kind of thing. It was there was a there was a, like a coming of age story. Um, I liked that the protagonist was you know like like this uh, you know like a thirteen year old girl who was like a science nerd. And, you know, which, uh, because the movie is set in 1979. So especially like for, you know, like for young girls in 79, you know, being, being a science nerd is not exactly what you would expect or like what, what, what society expects of you. So, mm-hmm. uh, right. so that was, that was and, kind of a cool thing.
0: And, and, and I like the way that they kind of played on that. Like, like the dad who was a science nerd, uh, kind of was not okay with her choices. And, right. became, but, but, but because that's what society was not okay with at the time. But then as as the movie went on, you could see like his growing acceptance mm-hmm. of of the, like this is who she is. You know. Yeah, but, right, yeah.
1: But mm-hmm.
0: you know, being mm-hmm. being around in 1979, I mean, you know, I see this and I'm like, oh god. Yeah, it really was like that. I mean, I was so young at the time, I wouldn't have noticed social cues like that and stuff, but uh yeah, I'm like going, geez, it really was like that. <laughs> and uh there was a there was a part in there where I thought I was just being all slick and stuff, and and apparently I was not as aware as I thought I was. Uh I thought in my memory banks, uh I had thought that Alien had come out in like I think 81. And so when I saw Ripley on a poster on her wall, I'm like going, Oh man who is in charge of Canon because that didn't happen in 1979. So I go and I look, God damn it. If it didn't happen in 1979.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and,
0: and whoever, man, and, and who, and, and then I was like, Oh, well then apparently whoever is in charge of Canon deserves a raise because not only are they getting these like uh, movies and, and all these references, Right. The cars they were picking were amazing. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, man. <laughs> Ugh, those muscle cars were just like, and everyone's driving a muscle car, except for the bus. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I mean, even the teacher pulling up to the school in this, like, Bumblebee-looking hot rod, I'm like, right? whoa. Whoa, you're a teacher, dude. You don't have that kind of salary. Like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was 1979. It's a different time. Oh uh, yeah. And uh, and and the other thing that I really loved about it. So so I, I think I said the other day, I, I put this up as the Terror Tuesday. You know, there were a couple of points in there where the, the acting got a little bit questionable. But I mean, it didn't matter. It was like actually endearing, uh, the way it was all working out. And my favorite part was that. Like literally, they had turned the all the uh, police officers in there into like Reno nine one one. It was freaking <laughs> hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it, I think that's where it really picked
2: up when um, the, the deputy uh, noticed, uh, noticed. His name was Jason Muse. I'm like, I wonder if this guy's a Kevin Smith fan because that that's Jay's real name, Jason right. Muse. Yeah, and the, so, other,
1: and the other one was Kevin Smith.
2: Yep, Smith? right.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
2: And I'm like this. This is great, but it's like, as soon as he like exploded under the desk, and then like all that, he got covered in blood. Then I was like, oh, okay, now now we're going somewhere with this. Now the whole town knows that there's something freaky going on. It's not just some crazy dad going all axe murderer and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> no, I I I think this movie was like really well done, and um, you know, we were just watching it as just you know just something to watch on the weekend um i didn't really i didn't think it was going to be what it was and um there just got to be that point where i realized i'm like going you know this is kind of like stranger things goonies kind of vibe going on here yeah i better let the guys know about this <laughs> you know cuz like this is right this is right on your guys level of like horror you know uh mm-hmm. it's you know i mean it's just totally right in your alley, what you guys like to watch. So I was like, this has got to be perfect.
1: Yeah, you know? and, and like you said, like you, you told me uh, there was even a happy ending, so I was like, hey, yeah! Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah oh, yeah, that yeah. was... I'm like, I'm not used to this. I don't get these happy endings very often, but I mean, if they're following the 79 uh, uh, you know, kind of narrative, then it, it does make sense to kind of have that happy ending at the end.
1: Mm-hmm. So what What was that? Like, So after she like she bled on the recorder is that like so she banished the demon and it just kind of like did the, the the happy ending reset thing is that kind of what happened there like it sounds like it. yeah because
2: so- there was also a sacrifice so that's what i'm wondering about i mean the sacrifice never comes back as, as we learn from like avengers and shit so i mean like everyone came back but the dad was the sacrifice so is he back
1: Mm, yeah, they never, that never answered That was the
2: one question I had. So, I like, is this truly a happy ending? I mean, it it looks like it, but I remember there's no true happy endings in horror. <laughs> That's right, something Kyle taught me. So, <laughs> yeah, I
0: I'd have to actually, I'd have to watch that ending one more time. I, I remember watching it and feeling like it made sense how it worked. I mean, basically, she did something at the last minute, and it basically. Took her back in time with the knowledge of what had happened. And she was able to not get the cursed tape recorder and like be like, whoa, no, not touching that shit. Mm-hmm. And nobody else was the wiser. Um, and the way they did it, I mean, it wasn't stupid. And it didn't make me feel, because this is what I hate, is some of these endings where it, it makes me feel like, Whoever the writer was was just like, ah, I really don't know how to end this. No, oh, we'll just go back in time, you know, and we'll and it'll have never happened. Never or yeah, you know, or it was like, or it was all a dream, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah. it was all a dream. Oh God, now that might have been too much. Uh, but yeah, no, the way they did it, I think it worked. It worked, you know. It, they didn't, they didn't suddenly unhitch from the story to make some sort of a wacky ending seem plausible you know mm-hmm. it all fit in with what happened you know right, so yeah. so no i thought they did a good job i did i was not disappointed by that at all um and and you know that's usually for me the the biggest problem is that you get to the ending and it's just lame and i hate that but no nah, <laughs> i thought they did great with I thought they did great with it. It was a great way of explaining it because otherwise you were going to, I mean, if you were going to go with like a, a ending, you would have more indicative of uh, a horror movie today. Um, yeah, that wouldn't have happened. And this girl would have probably made made it through alive, but she would have been a fucking mental case for, she would, she would have been the sequel.
1: mm mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Right, right. Uh, she true, would have gone yeah. like
0: psycho or something and ended up being the sequel. So, but, but then yeah. that
2: tape player is still there, so this could this this could be like another like Evil Dead continuation sort of thing because they didn't even have the Necronomicon in the second one or was it the third one? Second one they had the tape player that was reading the lines from it. So, hey, right. it's always there. Could be a sequel.
0: Oh yeah, they could easily have a sequel because anybody else could get that tape recorder uh from the antique store Mm. or thrift store whatever that was and uh somehow bleed on it yeah that's the thing
2: that's the catch you gotta bleed on it
0: (laughs) you know yeah so yeah it was really it was a um it was way more than i was expecting to get out of that um it was just gonna kind of be like a filler movie to get the night started but it ended up being the best movie of the night for us So I was very happy with they reach and uh, I always like when I can get like a, I always like um, a horror movie that is also like an adventure. Mm, Like they had some of my favorite things going on in there. They had like, like the demons, the possession and, and, but an adventure too. And right. dude, when that one time, man, when she came home and she walked into the door and her mom was in the kitchen and you look over and you see her ram the cleaver into the, into the face skin. Yeah. That was like sitting on there. I was like, oh, damn.
2: Like this <laughs> I had to, I had to just got that. Yeah. This
0: just got like fucked up in a big fucking hurry. I was like, was that a nose? <laughs> that was a
2: fucking nose. Like <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> like, uh, even just
0: fucking possessed your ass skinned your own face. And now you're chopping it up. Whoa. We have just like, that was a escalated quickly moment without a doubt. So yeah, there was some, and that's the other thing too, is that, that, uh, you know, there was a definite sufficient level of gore. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was that's quite for sure. That
1: was for so sure. sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So they reach, Reach yeah. on, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Not right. You
2: know? I, I said the same thing before we booted up the podcast. Yeah. I'm like, so we got what? Chaser and they
1: raised? Like, damn it. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> they, reach on Amazon Prime. Um, if we haven't spoiled it already, uh, check it out. Or you know, maybe he skipped over us spoiling it. Uh, now you can go check it out and, <laughs> and come back after. So, yeah. Um, okay. So moving on to the beer portion of the show. I have the beer this week. And I got something called uh, Our Dankest Hour.
2: <laughs> oh, whoa. Pelican?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dank India Pale Ale from Pelican Brewing, which I don't think we've had on the show yet. And uh, I don't know why, because they are actually local. They're like a uh, from the coast, the Oregon coast. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I think they have three locations on the coast, uh, like uh, Telemach and a couple other places. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so I... I think I've, I've seen this before but i don't know why i never tried it but um but yeah i figured okay well this is uh, this would be a good one for for the show this week um it's from their Nation migration ipa series it's a seven and a half percent alcohol and uh the description on the can uh says hunting for the deepest heart of dankness the brewers at pelican have explored new depths of adventurous flavor and emerged triumphant with the assertive Resiny, earthy pungency, known as dank, with a capital D. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, it, and it goes on from there. But uh, yeah, I, but I think dank is a pretty, uh, pretty apt description for this beer. I mean, and not, not in a bad way, in a very, very good way. Um, you know, it's, it's not like the uh, you know the skunky dankness. It's like this really kind of uh, like you know the, it has that you know bitter IPA taste, um, almost kind of like. You know, I, I don't know. Like, like it, it says resiny, and I think I can really, you can really taste that in here. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's really good. <laughs> I gotta say, So I, I love the name. Um, so,
0: yeah, they have a percentage, percentage on there. Yeah, like seven and a half. Seven and a half. Oh, so, it's up there. So it's it's <laughs> uh, powerful uh, at the low end of the uh, imperial spectrum. Uh, they have an IBU on there.
1: Yep, uh, seventy-five.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's getting up there, right on. Does it feel like you're getting like socked in the face when you drink it?
1: Kinda, yeah. I mean, you're know, more than others, but I mean, I, I, by now, like I'm kind of used to it. But I think it maybe oh, sure. if, if you're somebody who's not used to that, then yeah, it, it probably does have that uh, socky in the face quality. I, I think the, uh, <laughs> um, oh, there, there was a Play-Doh rating that I, I can't find right now. It, it's on the. It's on the box, but anyway, um, yeah, it's it, it has. I I like the flavor. I, I like IPAs like that, the, the hit you in the face kind of IPA. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, oh, definitely. Have you guys had Pelican before? I uh,
0: I have. Um, I'm not sure I have. They're a they're a good brewery. Um, uh, they kind of took a little heat. They were one of the first, um, like craft breweries to sell to a major brewery. Oh and really? so they kinda yeah, they kinda took a hit for that because like when that was all taking place, like I think people were worried that the big breweries were gonna just buy these smaller ones up and then like kind of silence them mm-hmm. or or just make their beers kinda lame. But I, I think over the years they've found that, you know, that was not the case. It's just you know, the problem is that because even though you're a good brewer, it doesn't mean that you're a great business person.
1: Right. You know? right.
0: And I think I, I, I think it was the guys from Ten Barrel when they were getting bought uh, and people were just out of their minds about it. And they were like, look, you know, I mean, there's it's either Ten Barrel with this company or there's no Ten Barrel. because goes, at least this way like I still get to brew and we still get to brew the beers that we want. But he goes, I just don't know enough about business. And and I'm ru- you know, and I'm going to run this into the ground and he goes, I don't really, you know, the business is not what I want. I want to brew. Mm-hmm, you know, right. I love brewing. And so, you know, I mean that's really what it boiled down to is, you know, uh, it, it, I mean, you've got some of these microbreweries and, and and craft breweries that you know, I mean, they do a good job and, and, and thank God that that happens, but not everybody can do that, you know? And, and, um, I, I think sometimes what happens is, you know, they, they are so good at what they do that they expand so quickly that all of the sudden you've got someone just like going, whoa, I am in over my head here. You all know, right. and, and yeah. I probably would be the same way. Like if we were to start up a, a brewery, um, You know, I would probably be good with like us having a local brewery that just took care of, you know, Vancouver and the surrounding areas. But as soon as it started branching out and whatever, I I think I would just, I'd be weighing weighing over my head and I would be like, I would probably sell to a big company and be like, look, you run the business side of it. I I just want to make beer.
1: Uh, On the can, they have uh, a logo that says a Certified Independent Craft Brewers Association.
0: Uh, Does that mean... Something something has changed then, because Hmm. maybe they... I don't know. Maybe they... Then maybe they uh, bought themselves back out. Or or I'm getting them confused with another uh, brewery, because I swore, like, Pelican... um, took a lot of heat for a little while because they weren't going to be part of that. Hmm. So, but I don't know, maybe it was a different brewery then. And, and I take it all back and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, no matter what, the case, I mean, I, 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 mean, they make great beer. I, I, I mean, I still bought Pelican even after, like, I thought they had, had sold out because, you know, I understood the whole thing about it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I understand people like getting butt hurt because they want, you know, you want to think that you're helping out independent businesses, but some of these places that sell out, they just get in over their head and they don't want that part of it anymore. And they just want to brew, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what happens. And you still get great beer. I mean, I drink 10 barrel all the time now, you know, I love it. It's good. And so uh, anyway, but yeah, I mean. Pelican has always made great beer. Uh, I think one of the first things I ever had from them was a cream ale. They were the it was the first beer. Uh, I'm sorry, it was the first cream ale I had ever had was uh, from them, mm. and that was really good. Because um, uh, I think we had featured a cream ale from Bowie on one of the previous episodes, and mm. uh, but Pelican was actually the, my introduction to that to that uh, beer, and uh, it was so good. And uh, I had some other. Uh, ipa from them that i really liked um and they also i think they make um a seasonal beer called bad santa that i've had it is so good man
2: that is such a great like
0: christmas beer oh my god so so anyway so i i guess maybe they're maybe they make such great beers because they are independent i don't know <laughs> I could I could have sworn I had heard that they had gotten bought out and everyone got mad and didn't like them for a while and uh, but now you know they were uh, in everyone's good graces again because they still make great beer you know what like ten years later or whatever but um, mm, uh, yeah. maybe that never happened I, I don't
2: this know. is on the Cannon Beach tour man I'm definitely adding this to the list I, I oh,
0: blame yeah the, uh, I I blame the Matrix and the Mandela good. effect and
1: COVID. And COVID. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, because I uh, can't remember anything anymore. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I definitely I give the thumbs up to uh, Pelican. I look forward to actually uh, finding this dank uh, beer and uh, getting some myself.
1: Yeah, you should definitely check it out. Okay, so yeah, our dankest hour, Dank IPA from Pelican. And believe it or not, we have come to the end of another episode of Second Player Speaks. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll be wrapping up here, and then we'll be getting into some D&D character creation. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we are second player score of the band. We actually make music every once in a while. You can check that out on Spotify or YouTube, Apple Music, anywhere there is music, basically. Um, and we do comics, and we're, we're like two and a half weeks into our Kickstarter campaign for issue four of our Glorified series, and it's coming along really nicely so far, so uh, if you have been one of the backers, thank you very much. There's still a week and a half left to go if you want to get in on the action. And um, yeah, uh, so uh, let's check out, listen to Chaser, SoCal Skate Punk. Uh, watch They Reach, uh, Adventure Horror on Amazon Prime and uh, Drink Dank IPA, our dankest hour from Pelican yeah. Brewing. Sorry,
0: sorry, Pelican, if I said anything that was uh, incorrect or inappropriate, <laughs> I retract any wrong statements. Uh, please there feel goes free our sponsorship. To, oh. Please feel free to uh, leave messages on our Facebook posts and tell us what a jerk I am and correct me. I am Hashtag sorry. Hashtag
1: fucking Kyle. <laughs> All right. Uh, you make thank theater. you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening and uh, we will see you next week. All
0: right. Have a great one. Aloha. You've been listening
1: to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.